Welcome in OUAZ Spirit fans. My name is Seth Aspelson and it is episode two of the Founders Series podcast. My guest today, the OUAZ women's volleyball head coach, Kristen Steele. Kristen, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, you and I talked about this a little bit just before we jumped on air, but um, let the let your fans and, and maybe even prospective students know uh, how you're doing and, and how your program is doing through these um, uncertain and unprecedented times. Sure. Um, my husband and I are doing well. So the athletic director, Kevin Steele, and I are, are doing really well. Um, we are, we're trying to stay engaged. He's actually out walking right now. So he's doing a much better job of staying fit than I am. Um, but as far as my team, my team is, is doing well. They're, they're working hard in the classroom. It, it gets a little tedious when you don't have daily contact or contact with each other. So it's been, um, the co- my coaching staff and I have been working really hard on how to get, keep the kids engaged and how to keep them excited. And you know, we're in week six, I think, of quarantine. So what used to be kind of new and exciting is now old hat. And so it's just been, it, it's been a challenge, but I think the, my girls have been stepping up to the challenge. How have they been doing with online classes? Because I know a lot of people uh, just throughout going through school, you know, even if they're not an athlete, prefer in-person classes and they're not necessarily used to the way the online is structured or can have a hard time finding anything. Are yours, um, is your team having an okay time uh, with the online classes? You know, it, it was my largest fear when I, you know, it was determined that we were not going to be meeting on campus and had to go online. I have a lot of girls who don't do well in the classroom. Um, so we continually check in. I think what they're liking is the fact that they can have these Zoom type meetings where they can have face-to-face contact with the professors. And that actually helps bridge the gap of not having human, human contact. So um, they're doing really well. Uh, like I said, it was a fear of mine, but we saw grades last week and, and they're doing well. They're, they're taking care of business, which at, at some point, you know, other than working out, what are they doing? So they can be focusing on those classes. How does it feel to know that your team, you know, all uncertainty, we don't even know if we're going to have uh, any sort of volleyball come the fall or at least right away. How does it feel that, you know, your team is staying focused and getting ready for a season as if it will happen, even though we have no idea what's next? Yeah, you know, we, we are focusing on having them just take it day by day. We all have this big cloud of uncertainty, you know, as far as just even the human race right now. What, what's going to happen? Are we going to have a season? Or is, are we going to be in class? What is that going to look like? But I think you can, get, you can get really bogged down in all of that if you think, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? So all, you, all I want my girls to do is just take captive the moment of time that we have, the day that you have, the day that the Lord's given you. And don't worry about it. Let's just take care of business today. What have you done today to make yourself a better human, to make yourself a better volleyball player, to make yourself a better student? And then the future will, will take care of itself. But just you can't get bogged down in the what ifs. I know that administration is doing a really, really good job of throwing out different scenarios, what's going to happen if this happens, if this happens. But as far as my student athletes, they, all they can do is take care of the moment that they're given, and that's today. So that's, that's been our focus really trying to redirect them in, in, that, in that thought. Now, I think what you mentioned about taking care of the moment and doing what you can in that day, I think that translates over to not only volleyball, but any sport, right? Uh, there can be a ton of what ifs and all this, but all you can do is handle 
the moment that's in front of you. Do you think that your team showing that they're handling the moment in front of them off the court is going to translate to them doing the same on the court when things get back? That's what I'm hoping. I, I really feel like, you know, I, I'm preaching to the choir. So we, we know that this whole pandemic and this whole quarantine thing is, is trying to us as a human race. Um, it is my goal to have them captivate each moment, capture each, each moment, and then better themselves. So that when we get together, we're just better humans. And it, volleyball aside, it, it is, we've got a community, we've got a like thread that brings us together. What can we do to make our neighbors better, our neighborhoods better, our community better? We we do um, we have a couple of Zoom meetings a week with with the team, and I always start the meeting with okay, tell me something positive that's going on. Like what? Tell me what's happening. And you know, it takes a while for us all to think. Oh, okay. Well, this is what's happening. This is what's positive. But you know, I really feel like the kids are looking outside of themselves, and they're they're taking care of what they need to take care of. But aside from that, they they really are doing a great job of being good human beings and is there a need okay how can I how can I help with that need and what needs to happen as opposed to being very self-consuming which I think a lot of young adults college-age athletes are. OUAZ obviously still in the building stages in terms of building dominant powerhouses right and how important is it to have those not only talented athletes on the court but good human beings with great character as you're starting to build something here at OUAZ? It's instrumental. Um, we've spent the last three years working on the culture of our team. And I, I'm on the phone almost daily with one or two recruits that, that has expressed an interest, whether it's 2020s or 2021s. I talk about how amazing it was just the three months that we were in the gym. So the, you know, the Odell Center opened for us in October, really at the end of our season. So we didn't really get a, the opportunity to enjoy what that had to offer, but just going through what we have in the spring with, um, you know, the workout and just the court time that we had. And so we, I feel like it's been instrumental in developing the culture that we need to have to be a championship team. And in order to, to do the things that we require to have, just as far as your schedule and working out, it's going to build character and you're going to enjoy it. I mean, they're not going to enjoy every moment of it, but they're going to, they're going to have to buy in or they can just leave because there just is, there is so much that was required of them. And I feel like the culture of our team coming up on this fall is going to be really, really enjoyable to be around. We've got some quality young women that we're bringing in. I've seen some exponential growth in the ones that we have returning. So it's just, for me, it's exciting to think about what it, it's going to be like if and when we start back up. You mentioned uh, championship team, championship program, and building that. And you've had success, a lot of success um, at your past stops in your coaching career. What does it take to build that championship team? And, you know, this is college. You know, kids are only here for a maximum of four years. This isn't professional sports where they can sign 10-year deals and they're here forever, you know. You got Max got four years. How do you continue to build a, a championship program that, even with all the turnover at minimum every four years, is still very successful? 
I think it's building the culture, building the culture that that the girls are, are proud of being a part of and excited to be a part of when you're talking about recruits. So, um, you know, championships are won for us throughout the season, but, you know, in November. And, but there's so much work that goes into that moment of time. And, you know, women, female sports, female athletes are fickle and, it's, it's incredibly important for the, you to have synergy and to have chemistry on the court. They don't all have to like each other because they're not, they're girls. But I think that there has to be a common respect amongst each other. And there has to be, one is, has to be willing to push the other one. And so, um, you know, that's, that's instrumental. And that, that's like the foundation for me. Um, the foundational block of building a championship program is, They've got to want to work hard. They've got to want to push each other. They've got to want to keep each other accountable. And, and I really feel like we're on the cusp of that in this program. Now, for the first three years, um, you've had a lot of success, and it might not have shown up in the win column per se, uh, but you're building a program here. Like you said, you feel very strongly about what's ahead. What have you laid in these first three years that's really allowed you to get excited and, and feel that you're starting to find some solid footing um, in the NAI? I, I just feel like what we've done, and it's not necessarily just the people who built this program, but it's certainly, I give credit to the Lord. I mean, the Lord brought us all here for a reason. We all left our jobs from our other universities, and a majority of us coaches were at successful programs. So, you know, it's not like we were unhappy, but we saw a vision here. And so it's been, I think, what the Lord has done, what this community has done, what my fellow coaches have done in the last three years is, is pretty incredible. And, and it's exciting just to see, you know, to think about if this is where we are in year three. And again, there's, we haven't seen the success on the court that I'd like to see, but, but for me, it's, it's building the lives, it's building the campus, it's building the reputation amongst the people in the West Valley and people know us now. And, and, you know, continuing to work on the culture, I'm going to just keep pounding that, keep working on the culture with the girls and give us a product that we're proud of. But one of the things that I'm, that I'm bummed about is that we, we were going to run a camp over spring break. And, and I think that's one piece that I'm excited about getting into is just, you know, bringing in the young girls, even the young, the young male players coming in and do it, running camps and getting them to know our kids and, we had a camp scheduled for June, which I, I would assume isn't going to happen as well. So, you know, we've got to get creative with how we're going to get the community involved. But I feel like the city of surprise knows who we are. The West Valley knows who we are, that we're here. And it's, I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to what we've got coming. What does that feel like that not only your program, the volleyball program, but I think a lot of the other programs at OUAZ have done the same thing, right? The West Valley knows who they are. We've seen, um, increases in attendance at soccer games and basketball games and volleyball games. And sure, the new facilities help, uh, but the name's starting to get out there. And especially with uh, Arizona Christian um, moving a little bit closer, you guys, you know, OUAZ has still had that hard, you know, mainstay grabbing the attention, grabbing the audience of the West Valley. What does that feel like that even with competition moving in closer, you're still continuing to build in and you're the dominant name in NAI in the West Valley? I you know, I, I'm proud of what, of what we've done. I'm humbled by, by the success that, that we're seeing. Um, 
I, I still feel like the product that we have, what we offer young student athletes is really phenomenal. I've been, I've been coaching for, this is my 24th season. And so what we do academically, how we prepare them for their future, what we do on Wednesdays with personal growth days, just, you know, the, the affordability for them to be able to work if they need to work with the flex classes. And I just, I think that the product that we have is so different um, and it's a radical way to look at, at higher ed. And, and I just, you know, again, you know, the wins haven't been in the win column, but I, I think that we're just, we're right there. And, and we're so different than anything else that people are drawn to what we have. And I, you know, I talk to moms and dads and recruits about what we do on Wednesday. Oh, coach, I've never heard of that. You know, we've never done that. You know, the whole, I can get 18 credit hours in a 20 week span. And one of the things that we work on is trying to get our girls graduated in three and a half years. And we can do that with the way that our academics are structured. So I just, I think we're the total package. I think we've got everything, especially with the facilities now. It's just, it's going to be great. Now, speaking of those facilities, I was talking with Matt Gow um, the last episode, and, and he was telling me stories uh, in the past about how, uh, you know, some of the original offices were, you know, all the coaches sitting on what would be like cafeteria-style tables in the hallway in what's now Founders Hall and, you know, getting up to, to ring the bell when a recruit came. And going from, you know, moving offices maybe every three to six months to now being able to step into a room and overlook the entire West Valley – what is that feeling like that you've been here since the beginning of it? And, and how does it feel to finally have top level facilities? It is, you know, I was excited about the facility. Everybody, all coaches were. It has been instrumental for me to have a place where my girls can find me. I'm a very relational coach. So I, I was missing the contact. I was missing the, the just daily, Hey coach, you know, I need help on my math test or, you know, just they're bored. They've got time to kill. They're going to come sit in my office. And I, I really miss that. And I feel like when we were in the bullpen over there at, I don't know, Stadium Village, it just, the girls didn't know where we were when we, when we were sitting in the cafeteria style, you know, and I even remember in the first six months, we had probably four different offices, you know, they would come in Keith Johnson would come in and say, okay, we're moving you because we need this as a classroom. And then they'd move everybody and we'd get set. And then, you know, oh, wait a minute, we've outgrown this classroom. So now you don't have an office. Everybody's going to be working from home. And so now you've got a place that, it can, be, that can be yours where the, where the players can find you. It's, it has been, it's, it's been, for me, it, it just has, it's, it's balanced my life. It is, you know, I know where I'm going to be. I, I've got a schedule. I've got office hours. I just, it's been, it's been great for me. And a part of those new facilities is Faith Arena. And your team was able to play the first ever event in Faith Arena, the closing game of the 2019 season for you. What was that feeling like when, you know, the lights were fully on and the gym was full and the video board was on and, you know, you could see your face and your players' faces of the headshots getting up there. What was that feeling like? It was incredible. It was like the culmination of three years of very hard work, albeit we didn't do much physical work putting that building together, but just 
to, to watch the joy on my girls' faces, those that had been, that had been there from the very beginning, to, to see that was, was just amazing. I, I have a story. So Izzy Gibbs is a junior outside hitter for me from Flagstaff. And Izzy is the first person that I called when I, when I took this job. I called, she actually, you know, I was reaching out to club coaches and she sent me her resume, as you, if you will. And I remember calling her and my first line to her was, hey, what do you think about coming to, to a school that's one building in dirt? Come see my one building and come see my dirt. And to watch her face and, you know, we've got a handful that have been here since day one. And for me, it was pride in producing a, a facility for those players. Look, you trusted us. I bought into the system. I trusted the process. Look, look at where we are. Think about where we used to be and to where we are right now. And, and I think it was more fun for me just to see the girls' faces the first time we walked into the gym. And, oh, my gosh. And I remember Lenny Bartley she actually was in the surprise paper with her face up there and her eyes were really wide looking at that big video board announcing her. And it just, it was, it was like, I don't, I don't have any biological kids, but it's like watching little kids open Christmas presents on Christmas day. So it was, it was awesome. Uh, what does it feel like as a coach to finally get those facilities? Because I talked with Matt Gow and, um, you know, the famous uh, parking garage story from football as well, where they take the kids up there and, you know, take a look at the parking lot and say, just imagine a football field here and now it's there. I'm sure you had to do something similar with where the gym is currently now. What is that like to see, okay, I promised these kids this would be here and it's finally come to fruition. Oh gosh. It, it, it's, I can't, there, there aren't words to describe it. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's really, really incredible. I, I actually have a girl, um, Camilla Travato or Camilla Mitten was one of my first players. She was on the very first team. Her sister is actually coming to play for us this fall. And she was one of the recruits that stood on top of the parking garage. And she came back to, she's been um, at another university for two years. And um, so she came back and we did a campus tour and I asked her if she wanted to go back up on top of the parking garage so that she could, reminisce on what it used to be like so um it just it's it's incredible it it makes the campus feel like a campus it makes it gives us some a stabilizing factor for all of our programs the weight room has been phenomenal and to watch the joy on on coach hodson's face when he walks in there and he gets to do his thing in his weight room and and then just to bring that joy to my girls who you know, I, before we, we had to leave, they, they were showing gains like I'd never seen. Just They were so excited just to be in that space and to have a locker room. I mean, we used to have to use a locker room that didn't smell very good because it was kind of attached to the football locker room. And, you know, we had to go and unlock it for them. And we had to make sure that the girls were locked in because it was kind of a unisex locker room. And now we've got our own space that we can use in showers and the girls, we've got, you know, little nameplates on the lockers, so they've got a place where they can put their stuff, and it's just, it feels like a real collegiate program now with that building. You mentioned, you know, Lenny looking at the scoreboard with the wide eyes, and Izzy being here from the beginning, and, you know, 
when you see those girls go in the locker room and their their names are on the lockers and they have their own space, what is that reaction like for your players? They it was incredible. And we, you know, we put locks on the lockers and, oh my gosh, coach, can I bring stuff up here and to shower? Cause they, they'd all been going stinky to class because we just didn't have that, that we were not afforded that luxury of showers. And we, we started probably three, I don't know, maybe a month before the quarantine happened, you know, putting um, verses up on the board. So there'd be Bible verses or encouraging phrases and, you know, this is what our week looks like. And here's what this practice is going to look like. And for them, I think, again, that just brings stability to the program. You know, oh, this is what the week's going to look like. And oh, I know this time is when I'm going to have And Oh, we've got to recruit it on this day. And this is what her name is. And this is where she's from. And so just even to have that information in one place where they can see it was they, they truly enjoyed it. And, and they really did a great job of taking care of the space where locker rooms can sometimes become stink pots. They just, you know, I would walk in there and towels would be folded and there would be nothing like everybody's locker was, was, I mean, was in order and there just was incredible pride about having just that space that they can call their own. So we've talked about uh, early on about how your program's grown. Uh, for you, when things finally get back to somewhat normal and you're playing games and you're into conference play, now that you have the facilities and you're building the program, what does next year look like and what has to happen for you to feel that it's growth and, and success next season? I, I think for me, the, one of the, I mean, obviously we want to win and we've got some phenomenal talent coming in. So it's, I'm excited about getting this group together. We've got great, great talent. We've got all Americans coming in. We've got conference players of the year coming in and it's just been, you know, high school state champions. I mean, it's just, we've got a good, good group of kids. Um, And so I think that it's just, Success for me is going to see, you know, how they handle coming off quarantine, how they handle their summers, how they handle just getting back together. And I think you're going to have to hold them back because they're going to be so excited to get on that court again and get that playing volleyball again. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we're looking forward to seeing them back on the court. There's a lot of teams now, uh, even though there's, three to four practice courts between volleyball and basketball. There's a lot of teams I think that'll be clamoring to, to get back out there. So hopefully your team is the first one out there to make sure they don't get denied any court space. Exactly. Stay off my court, Matt Keeley. <laughs> I'll let him know. He's, uh, he's uh, scheduled to be our next guest. So um, I'll pass the message along to him Perfect. for next episode. So before we wrap it up, um, I mean, you said a lot about the growth and, and the community, but is there anything else you want to, portray and, and tell the OUAZ fan base or even those just curious about OUAZ uh, about the program about yourself about just anything the school has to offer I think I mentioned it earlier I think what we have to offer is is second to none there are I you know there's a lot of colleges out there that a lot of liberal arts universities and and I like to reference those as the vanilla ice cream of of collegiate sport of, of just collegiate campuses. And I feel like what we have is the sprinkle on top of the liberal arts campus. I think everything that we have to offer 
the way that we we treat our kids, the way that our, our students students and student athletes just are our number our number one priority. Um, it it's a phenomenal experience. It's the way that we prepare you guys for your future, the opportunities that you have to a sweat your booty off because it's hot here in the valley, but just the opportunities you have to go out and you know go to California to play and and serve your community the way that you can. We, we actually had the opportunity last, last fall to go to Rocky Point to do a mission trip, and it was phenomenal just to be able to bring my girls to just a country. You know, Mexico, I mean, it was about a four-hour drive, and Rocky Point is right around the corner from where we live, and just to see the poverty and these kids that came to this free volleyball camp in August in jeans and long sleeve shirts because they didn't have shorts. I mean, it just was... It was a great experience for my girls. We had the opportunity to baptize several of our girls. So that was, that was phenomenal. So I just, you know, anybody who's, who's interested in information about, about our program or our school, please reach out. I think what we have is, is, is phenomenal. That's good. I, I've personally been working here for about eight months, but it's uh, been phenomenal for me as well. So I'm, I'm sure for your girls and anybody else coming in, uh, whether it be volleyball or any other sport, uh, is definitely in for a treat. So, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you being our second guest on the Founders Podcast, and uh, we're looking forward to volleyball, hopefully, in August. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. I sure appreciate your time. Thanks for reaching out, and take care. Wash your hands. I will. Thank you. <laughs> take care.